you're listening to the Tongue Tie Experts Podcast, a weekly program providing information and support for those families impacted by tongue and lip tie and the professionals caring for them. I'm Lisa Palladino, a midwife and a lactation consultant with over 30 years of experience. If you are a parent looking for answers or a professional who is curious to learn more than what you learned in school on this topic, welcome. This podcast is for you. A gentle disclaimer, please do not consider anything discussed on this podcast by myself or any guest of the podcast to be medical advice. The information is provided for educational purposes only and does not take the place of your own medical or lactation provider. Thank you. Hello and welcome to season two of the Tongue Tie Experts podcast. I'm Lisa Palladino, and we have so many exciting episodes for you this season in the upcoming weeks. We have a nice mix of medical professionals, important information about breastfeeding, and stories of parents who have experienced tongue-tied babies. But today, it's all about how it shouldn't hurt to nurse your baby, a topic near and dear to my heart because of the myths and controversies surrounding it, and because it hits very close to home for me as a survivor of nipple pain. I did not meet my breastfeeding goals with my second child due to the worst pain and nipple damage almost that I've ever seen and lack of support for my journey. So I speak from experience, both professional and personal today. I dedicate this episode to all the women that I've met who have shared their breastfeeding journeys with me and the professionals who have guided them. It's an honor to be with families at this most vulnerable yet transformative time in life. I can only hope that they have learned half as much from me as I have learned from them. What I have learned is this. Women are strong. I have witnessed women become mothers and blossom in amazing ways. The power of breastfeeding is something that few expect, but many experience. My hope for the moms listening is that you realize that any bumps and roadblocks that you face are worth the effort. The beginning sometimes feels like forever, but it's only the start. Take one feeding, one day at a time. Never quit on your worst day. The rewards for getting through the challenges are worth it. Breast milk is magical, and nursing your baby is an experience that you both deserve to enjoy. My hope for professionals, especially those of you who haven't had much training in breastfeeding management, is that you'll understand after listening to this episode that nipple pain has many causes beyond thrush, beyond tongue tie, and sometimes very simple solutions. In this episode, I will discuss that I feel so strongly about breastfeeding being comfortable for moms that I wrote a book called It Shouldn't Hurt to Nurse Your Baby, Healing the Six Most Common Causes of Nipple Pain. Now, you wouldn't think that this topic would be controversial, but along with so much that surrounds motherhood stories, birth and breastfeeding, it stirred the pot a bit when I first made this statement publicly. 
Why would that be? At first, I was confused. I think perhaps that we don't talk about nipple pain enough, or that saying it shouldn't hurt offended those who believe that I was going to pathologize normal nursing experience, or perhaps invalidate the experience of many women who had had nipple pain and quote unquote, got through it just fine. I'm not sure which, but I got some backlash. Nevertheless, I persist. As one of those moms who had nipple pain but didn't get through it fine, I actually failed at breastfeeding my first two kids. I wish I had known what I will share with you in this episode. The book, It Shouldn't Hurt to Nurse Your Baby, is available on Amazon, but I'll give you the cliff notes today. Let's begin by saying that pain is a symptom. Being trained in the functional medicine paradigm, I always look to find and heal the root cause of any symptoms. This is my approach to pain during feeding. Let's figure out what's causing the pain and try to adjust what we can to see if the pain decreases and nipples heal. Now, pain is very subjective, and I'll admit some minor discomfort that happens when learning to feed a baby at the breast can be normal. But if the pain is more than that and isn't getting better with time, if there is any cracking or bleeding or it's preventing the parent from wanting to put the baby to breast because it hurts so much, that's not normal. Nipple soreness can start at birth, can slowly get worse over time, or can start at any point during the nursing relationship. Pain is a sign that something is not working, both for the mom and for the baby. It is a signal that the baby is having a difficult time extracting milk and fixing the cause of the pain is important for both mom and baby. Keep in mind that nipple pain may be a sign that baby isn't eating enough at the breast or that you have an infection requiring medical treatment. Either case is not to be ignored. If you have any concerns that are not solved with simple interventions, Call your healthcare provider and find a local IBCLC, International Board Certified Lactation Consultant, for an evaluation. You may need both a medical professional and a lactation specialist. They are not always one and the same. Do not assume that your healthcare provider understands how to help you with breastfeeding problems. Although there are many MDs, nurses, and midwives, etc., who are expert in breastfeeding, this isn't always the case. While your provider may support breastfeeding on a philosophical level, she may lack the knowledge to guide you through challenges. This is through no fault of the provider. Unfortunately, lactation is not a topic that is taught comprehensively in all medical schools, residency curriculums, nursing, or midwifery programs. Let's start with the first rule that I learned as a lactation consultant. Always feed the baby. If breastfeeding hurts so much that the baby cannot feed at the breast, he or she should be fed in an alternate manner. First choice is with mother's own expressed breast milk, but if that's not possible, feed with donor breast milk or a breast milk substitute, often called formula, as recommended by your healthcare provider. Baby may be fed by bottle, cup, spoon, syringe, or supplemental nursing system. 
Lactation consultants can guide you on what options are best for your specific situation. It's vital to know that if a baby is being supplemented, pumping is important in order to build and preserve your milk supply. It will also prevent discomfort and clogged ducts, which can lead to infection. It's recommended to pump every time the baby takes a feeding other than at the breast. This includes all bottle, cup, or syringe feedings. I'm going to review the six most common causes of nipple pain, then chat about some common and simple comfort measures that can help for all causes of pain as we work to solve the root cause. They are latch, nipple infection, which could be bacterial or yeast, engorgement, tethered oral tissues, lip, tongue, and buccal ties, nipple blebs or milk blisters, and nipple vasospasm. Let's go through them one by one. Latch difficulty is often a root cause. As a lactation consultant, I find that the most common cause for nipple pain while breastfeeding is a poor latch. The good news is that this may be simple to fix. Now, first of all, don't blame yourself. Many of us start breastfeeding without ever having seen another person feed their baby at the breast. So there's no one to guide you often, or the people guiding you may not have nursed in a long time. So I see this often where I just have to help the mom hold the baby in a different position or let the baby come at a different angle to the breast and things get better. Latch refers to how your baby attaches to your breast to feed. If not positioned correctly, It can cause discomfort and nipple trauma. Compression can be caused by holding the baby in a way that doesn't allow your nipple to reach the soft palate in the back of your baby's mouth. When the nipple is at the correct angle and deep enough to reach the soft palate, it is usually comfortable and it allows the baby to transfer milk efficiently. So if the goal of the latch is to have your nipple land as far back as possible in the baby's mouth, how do you achieve that? The key is to have the baby latch to you instead of you trying to latch her onto your nipple or breast. It may seem as though it is the same, but it's not. Most babies know how to latch instinctually. The less we do to get in the way, the easier it is for them. Now, it's very hard to describe this without showing pictures, but I'm going to give you some guiding principles that work in all positions. Nothing should come between you and your baby. No blankets or thick clothing. Sometimes even bras can get in the way. Be sure that nothing is preventing baby from getting close to you. Do not try to feed the baby while she is swaddled. She needs to have her hands free to hug your breast in order to get close enough. One of her hands should be on either side of your breast like a hug. Babies often use their hands to help with nursing and get frustrated when swaddled. You want to hold your baby close and securely, but not too tightly. And do not hold her head. This is really important. Instead, support her neck so that she can move her head in order to tilt it back to come onto the breast. Try not to touch her head at all while she is latching. I know this is hard for a lot of uh, moms, especially first-time moms. We need to 
um, feel like we're supporting our babies and we want to hold their heads. But trust me, this makes a difference. When you're nursing your baby and you look down at her, she should be belly to belly with you, completely facing you with her head, neck, shoulders, belly, hips, and legs all in alignment, no twisting. Be sure that your baby's feet are supported, not that she's hanging out, her feet are hanging in the air. Many babies will not nurse if they don't feel secure. Um, They can be supported either by your hands, a pillow, a rolled up blanket, or the back of your seat if you're sitting on a couch or a chair. Um, Sometimes touching the bottom of the feet is what gets the baby to open wide and latch. So when you're holding your baby in a comfortable position, tickle the space between her upper lip and her nose with your nipple. Do not push your nipple into her mouth or push the baby's mouth onto the nipple. Allow her to move her head back and open wide. When she opens wide, hug her close to you with a gentle tug on her upper back. Remember, whatever position you choose, never hold or touch the baby's head with your hands or arms while she is trying to latch. Instead, support low on her neck and upper back so that she can move her head freely to latch on. Babies latch best when they come up to the nipple to latch by tilting the head back. I know that I'm repeating myself, but it's hard to show without a picture. And I often find that moms really want to hold on to the head. And this can make latching difficulty for babies and for nipples. When you touch a baby's head, she will automatically tuck her chin in towards her chest. And for an ideal latch, her chin needs to be up and against your breast. So when the baby is latched and positioned correctly, her chin should be against your breast with her head slightly tipped back so that her nose is not squished onto the breast. Once the baby is latched on, be sure that her lips are flanged out, not sucked in on the top and bottom. If they are tucked in, try to help her by flipping them out with your finger. You may also want to tug gently down on baby's chin. This can help the baby to open a bit wider on the breast, which will bring more comfort and more efficiency. If the latch hurts for more than a few seconds, count to 10, unlatch her and start over. The safest way to do that is to put your finger in baby's mouth to break the seal and then gently remove your nipple. If you're trying all these things and you can't find a comfortable hold or position that allows your baby to nurse without causing you pain, please reach out to a lactation consultant for an evaluation and for help as soon as possible. A quick break here. It Shouldn't Hurt to Nurse Your Baby is a perfect book for anyone breastfeeding or planning to breastfeed or a professional who is teaching about breastfeeding or guiding their patients in their breastfeeding journeys. There's easy to understand and simple solutions for the common discomforts of nursing. Learn what to do to heal six causes of nipple pain, latch, infection, tethered oral tissues, which can be tongue or lip tie, engorgement, nipple blebs, and vasospasm. As a midwife and a lactation consultant who has been helping families to breastfeed for over 30 years, Lisa knows that nipple pain often prevents parents from meeting their breastfeeding goals. 
we have been falsely led to believe that pain is normal and that we should stick it out without seeking help. Her goal is to share the good news that there are things that you can do at home to provide fast relief to nipple pain and trauma. The book is available on Amazon as both a printed book or a quick Kindle download. The book also makes a great baby shower gift and is available to purchase in bulk if you are a provider who wants to share the book with your clients or patients. The link in the show notes will take you to the Amazon page to purchase, or you can just search it out on Amazon. It shouldn't hurt to nurse your baby. Healing the six most common causes of nipple pain. The next cause that I'll talk about for nipple pain is nipple infection, both bacterial and yeast. Actually, both of these are rare, although they are overdiagnosed by medical providers who may have learned that infection is the only cause of nipple pain. Yeast is definitely overdiagnosed, and it rarely happens in the beginning of the breastfeeding journey unless there has been antibiotic use. Bacterial infections can happen when there is cracking of the nipples, but I also don't see this as being common. Healing true bacterial and yeast infections often require medical attention, but the comfort measures that I'll discuss in a moment will help as well. For now, I'm going to go on to the next cause of pain, which is engorgement. An engorgement is the fullness that you feel when your milk is changing from the initial milk, called colostrum, to mature milk. The change usually occurs between days three and five after birth, but can occur later if baby isn't nursing well or if you have had a premature birth, a difficult labor with lots of interventions, or a cesarean section. Engorgement is normal, and it's not always noticeable. Sometimes it's minor and doesn't cause any issues, but often it can make your breasts and nipples sore. Some women describe it as fullness or tightness, but sometimes the breasts may feel very hard, hot to the touch, and painful. It may be accompanied by a low-grade fever, which isn't by itself a sign of infection, but should be watched closely. During the first few days and weeks, your milk supply is regulating. Your body is learning to make the exact amount of milk that your baby will need for the first few months and beyond. For this reason, and to prevent engorgement from lasting beyond a day or two, you want to allow your breast to adjust to how much milk to make by not removing too little or too much. Gentle massage and breast soaks relieve the pressure and decrease pain. More about how to relieve engorgement is in the book. The next cause of nipple pain that I will discuss is tethered oral tissues, lip, tie, tongue tie, and buckle ties. We know all about this. Tethered oral tissues are abnormally formed or tight attachments in the mouth that prevent functional movement. Notice this wasn't the first root cause that I listed because it is so important to make sure that the other issues are addressed before considering tongue tie as a root cause. I'm not going to talk too much about this here because I have given a very in-depth description in another episode. So for more on this topic, listen to season one, episode one, titled, What the Heck are Tots? 
The next cause of nipple pain that I will discuss are nipple blebs, also known as milk blisters. Pain on one nipple with an enlarged pore or white spot may be a milk blister. The pain may range from mildly uncomfortable to excruciating and even prevent being able to nurse the baby. The bleb may appear to get smaller and larger, go away, and return. Blebs are clogged ducts that appear on the nipple. If you think of the milk duct as a tube like a straw, the bleb is a clog at the opening of the straw. When the milk sits in the tube for a period of time and it isn't cleared, a layer of the skin of your nipple may grow over the blocked milk. The pain is the pressure of the milk trying to come out and not being able to pass because it's blocked. If you understand it in this way, the treatment makes sense. You must get rid of the clog to get the milk flowing again. It's vital to remove the milk by nursing, hand expression, or pumping because the pain will only increase if the clog isn't cleared. Also, if a blocked duct remains, milk will collect in the milk duct, which can lead to swelling of the duct and possible mastitis, which is breast infection. Home treatment that you can try includes methods that will soften the skin of the bleb and remove it in order to get the milk flowing again. For pain relief caused by a bleb, saline soaks prior to nursing or application of olive oil or coconut oil to the nipple with careful and gentle massage of the area of the bleb. Rubbing gently at the borders to try to remove the skin that is covering it can sometimes help to dislodge it. If these methods do not provide relief quickly, or there are any signs of infection, medical attention is warranted. The last cause of painful nipples that I'll discuss today is vasospasm. Some women experience blanching or whitening of the nipple after nursing, usually immediately after the baby comes off the nipple. It is described as an intense burning pain, and the nipple may appear to turn deep purple or even white. As in all forms of pain, it is important not only to treat the symptoms, but to find the cause in order to stop the pain from occurring. This type of pain may be the result of a poor latch or oral restrictions. Because of this, finding the root cause is vital. Some things that you can do for immediate relief of vasospasm. Covering the nipple immediately after taking the baby off in order to prevent exposure to cold air which usually causes more pain. You can use a warmed food-grade oil, such as coconut or olive oil, on the nipple after feeding. You can apply a warm, wet compress to the nipple immediately after feeding. A more severe form of blanching of the nipple can be caused by the vasospasm of Raynaud's disease. Raynaud's isn't specifically a breastfeeding syndrome, but it can affect multiple areas of the body. Those with Raynaud's typically also have fingers and toes that react to cold and stress with a feeling of numbness and reduced blood flow. Women who are prone to Raynaud's phenomenon may have this effect on their nipples as well. The treatments mentioned above for blanching nipples usually help relieve Raynaud's vasospasms as well, although in extreme cases, a medication may be needed. If this describes what you're going through, please seek medical advice. 
Now that we've covered the six causes of nipple pain that I see most often in my practice, I'll share comfort measures for nipples that are helpful while you're deciphering the cause and healing it. Letting expressed breast milk remain on the nipple after feedings can help them heal since breast milk has antibacterial and antifungal properties. When possible, leaving the bra off or the flaps open to allow airflow to the nipples can be helpful. If you are using breast pads, change them frequently and use washable cotton over disposable plastic-backed pads if they are available. Organic food-grade coconut or olive oil can be safely used on nipples to soothe them and prevent infection. Of course, do not use any oils that have these ingredients if you have an allergy to any of those ingredients. If you have open sores on your nipples, they can be washed gently with mild soapy water before nursing using non-perfumed and non-antibacterial soap and rinsing well before feeding. Another method are saline soaks that help with healing. You can dissolve one teaspoon of salt in eight ounces of warm water and use a clean washcloth or gauze pad to place the saline solutions on your nipples. Very important cautions before I end today. There are times when you need to call your healthcare provider. If your baby is not feeding between eight to 12 times in each 24 hour period or is feeding constantly without ever seeming to be satisfied. If the baby is not having wet and dirty diapers as expected at their age. If the baby's skin or eyes appear jaundice or yellow. If a baby is very sleepy and never wakes up on their own to feed. If your nipples are cracked and bleeding or have any pus or discharge. Or if you have any redness, warmth, or pain in your breasts accompanied by fever and flu-like symptoms such as headache, muscle aches, and fatigue. Most importantly, if you have any doubt that something isn't right, trust your instinct and call for help, even if it's just for reassurance. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Tongue Tie Experts podcast. Check out the show notes for useful links about the topics we discussed and for ways to follow us on social media. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed listening, we'd love it if you'd rate, review, and share with your friends and colleagues. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.